going on, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. It's game day. Big kickoff tonight against the Lions and a whole flurry of news right here this afternoon prior to going live. So just put up a video about David Bakhtiari being placed on injured reserve. I obviously have some thoughts about that. Um, and a few other moves the Packers have announced prior to tonight's contest. They have signed Christian Welch, a linebacker to the active roster from the practice squad. Uh, that's the 53-man signing. Uh, and they have elevated Corey Ballantyne and Keandre Thomas, uh, two corners, which obviously doesn't bode well for Jair's availability and possibly Carrington Valentine's availability this evening while they take on the Detroit Lions. Next man up, though, as I said on Twitter this morning, let me tell you a tale of a great week where the Packers went into Foxborough against Brady all banged up with a ragtag group, including a corner they had picked up that Wednesday and they beat Tom Brady in the buck in the in the Pats that afternoon in a great game that saw Matt Bowen pull down an interception and have one of his better games in a green and gold uniform. It's one of my all-time favorite moments in the Mike Sherman regime. So you know, all I'm saying is next man up. Time for these young bucks to shine. No excuses. I mean, I believe the Lions are down to at least their second string tackle and possibly their third string tackle. Rashawn Gary's got to be licking his lips at that. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's league-wide, man. Everyone's dealing with injuries. And to quote Matt, it's one of my favorite quotes that he said in his time in Green Bay as a head coach. Nobody cares. You're injured, nobody cares. Next man up, got to produce, got to make it happen. Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see everybody mixing it up. All excited for the game tonight. Uh, we got Nick starting us off with a super chat. What's up, Nick? Let the kids play. Next man up. Go, Pack, go. See? Nick knows what's up. Jordan Love is here. The Jordan Love? Jordan, buddy, I'm honored. Man, I, I hope you ball out tonight. Thanks for checking it out. Jeezy Baby, thanks for the Super Chat, man. We can. Where can I donate so we can pay Gary? Need that deal done ASAP. Also, could you see a deal for Love mid-year? 100% on that last one. Um, you know, I pretty much said when that the mini extension or the adjustment or whatever you want to call it in lieu of the fifth-year option uh, was put together for Jordan Love. You know, I think they'll give him like eight games, probably six to eight games. And if they like what they see and they see him developing and they think, yep, that's the guy, there's a good chance. And if he continues on the path that he's currently on, I think there's a good chance that will be the case. So, uh, yes, uh, a mid-season extension for Love is a real possibility. Now, it takes two to tango. Maybe his representatives will want to wait till the off season, uh, and that's entirely understandable. But I think those conversations will start mid-season if Jordan continues to play like he's been playing, shows growth, shows development, and they see like a real future there as far as you know, committing to him long-term. Um, and look, I think it makes a world of sense. Uh, you look around the landscape of the quarterback in, in this league, and man, one day you're, you're you know, enjoying the fact that your quarterback is making X, and then all of a sudden every other quarterback – uh, at least at the top of the scale, has signed insane, monster, ridiculous, record-setting deals. And now you're thinking, well, gosh, I don't know if I want a really great quarterback because that's going to upset and I'm going to need to spend all that money and then I'm not going to be able to afford to support him with other players, etc. I mean, obviously, you need good quarterback play to win in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. They need to be paid. But there is a little question that uh, these salaries and these uh, – more importantly, the salary cap hits are pretty extreme and pretty significant. 
And the sooner you can lock a guy in and hopefully get ahead of that curve, the better. Um, you know, sometimes teams have done that with success. Sometimes it comes back to bite them. But more often than not, I think it's a good thing. So we shall see which route the Packers take in that regard. Keith, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Hope Milwaukee fans actually show up with noise and energy for once. Abolish the gold package. <laughs> hey, now, hey, I got, new, I got new love. I got new love for the gold package because of Carry the G and MKE. I'm trying to turn a, turn a page, turn a leaf here. Uh, and, you know, Camille is, is one of them. She's a gold package member. So I'm trying to, trying to give them the love. So I do think, and I will say, and I said this before I ever, you know, started uh, doing a podcast with Camille, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they were better. Gold package was better in, uh, in, uh, pretty much the years since Matt has been in town. Um, they uh, they have been exponentially better, so we'll we'll see how they are tonight. But um, got to count on them. Got to count on them. Hold on, guys. I got to respond to this message. Sorry about that. Um, hey, Aaron. Happy game day. Just wondering your thoughts on Musgrave so far this year. The norm is for one first year tight ends to fail to live up to the offseason hype. He's been pretty good, in my opinion. Chad, what's interesting is that uh, if you look across the way to the Lions, they also have a rookie tight end who's been pretty damn impressive this year. Both of them kind of bucking that trend, so to speak. And I think on the Lions end, probably more so. So, yeah, no, I've loved what we've seen from Musgrave so far. I hope we continue to see him utilized in lots of different ways. What I find fascinating, and I think I talked about this a couple days ago on Daily, um, they've used him in gotta-have-it situations a number of times. Like, it's very clear if it's third and whatever, or if it's even fourth, they're going to they're gonna look to him. And that was the case even on the failed fourth and two that ended up going to Taylor. That was a call for Musgrave. So, yeah, I think it's promising. It's very promising. Now, I think some of that's just kind of by necessity because <laughs> who else are they running out there? Josiah DeGuara? I don't think so. You know, he's been kind of forced to grow up quick. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's what this whole season is about, especially when it comes to the young offensive players, right? Throw them in the fire, sink or swim, here we go. And the mistakes are going to be made, but hopefully they learn along the way. And look, I don't think you can have you have to look much further than that Saints game. I mean, it wasn't just Jordan Love throwing incomplete passes in that first half and three quarters. The receivers were running into the same spot. There were bad routes. There were drops. There was contested catches that they didn't hold on to. I mean, you know, and then you go to the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden they're making plays. You know, that's the up-and-down nature of it when you're dealing with so many young guys, and Musgrave is one of them. Um, So, yeah, I think the more he plays, the more, hopefully, the more productive he's going to be. And I love the fact they're not afraid to get him involved in really crucial situations. And that's what's kind of cool about this offense so far if you're in a fourth down situation or a third and you know gotta have a game on the line whatever if you're a defensive coordinator who are you keying on you know probably maybe your first reaction might be Romeo Dobbs just because it's very clear that he and Love have a very good connection and they've played longer together etc but man just out of you know looking at the offense itself and how they spread the ball around 
Is that really a good, because I mean we've seen Wicks come up in big spots, we've seen Reed come up in big spots, we've seen Romeo come up in big spots, and like I said, we've seen Musgrave move the chains on third downs. Like there's no dude, there's no one guy that you go, okay, I know they're going there. Like at the end of a basketball, like at the end of the Jordan Bulls games, like you always knew Jordan was going to get the ball, like hundred percent. Jordan's going to get the ball. Like there's no guy like that. There's nobody you're like he, they're definitely going to draw him up to play for him. And I kind of love it. I definitely love it. Larry asks, does more speed equal more hamstring injuries? I don't think so. Uh, the Chargers currently have four linebackers dealing with hamstring injuries. I don't think the speed is the cause. Linebackers, as fast as they might be, that's not the problem. Now, I think, who was it? Somebody was it on Twitter. Somebody put this out there, and I really think there's something to it i i do think the nfl athlete has reached a point where these guys are so tightly wound and and finely tuned and they do so much in the offseason to get their bodies into shape and to be at the peak of physical fitness with such a huge bulk of muscle mass accompanying it it's like the human body has probably just reached its limit and now look I, this is totally anecdotal i understand that there's probably going to be tons of studies on this coming out of this year on the sports science side, on the training side, I I look forward to what they might discover, but I got to think that plays into it a little bit, right? I think these guys are just a little too finely just wound at this point. But, you know, who am I? I'm a dude with a beer and a microphone. I don't know nothing. Oh, I got a bunch of Super Chats, guys. Sorry about this. Uh, Philip. Thanks for the super chat. Score prediction for the game. No, sir. I got out of the prediction business long time ago. That's why we have Cody do them now. Look at watch party. Watch party. Cody is now two and one, much like the Packers. Uh, so uh, look forward to Cody's prediction uh, right before we kick off on watch party tonight. Sean, thanks for the super chat, man. Appreciating the early bye week this year. Oh, you ain't lying. Yeah, the Packers can definitely use it. No question about it. It does feel like that's always the case, though, right? Every time the Packers have an early buy, everyone grouses about it when the schedule is released. And then the bye week arrives, and everyone's like, I'm really glad we got an early bye week because the Packers are always banged up because they play football. And everyone's always banged up. You know? It's just kind of funny. Greg, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. I'm scared that Ben Johnson versus Joe Barry will be like watching Oppenheimer play chess against a golden retriever. Now, now, Craig. Now, now. You guys know I am no Joe Barry apologist, but I will say two of his best games as a play caller last year were against the Detroit Lions. The Lions were putting up 30 burgers on people down the stretch, and Joe Barry stopped them in their tracks. In fact, he his side probably played winning football in both of those games last year. I know they did in Detroit. Aaron Rodgers just threw the game away. You know, I I get the Joe Barry frustration, people, and I think Ben Johnson is a talent, but he has had pretty good games against Johnson. So slow your roll there a little bit. I understand. You're just trying to get these jokes off of the Oppenheimer reference, but Joe's been pretty good in these situations. Now, he's playing a little undermanned tonight. We shall see. But uh, that's part of the chess match. Aaron, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. If this is it for 69, no better way to go out than beating the Bears and giving the fans the middle finger. <laughs> that is not incorrect. It is a pretty decent way to go out if that was his last game. I don't think it is, but I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a possibility. 
because it most certainly is. Rob, thanks for the super chat, man. Would a player like David ever retire mid-season? Uh, it's entirely up to him, man. I would doubt it. I think he'd ride out the, the year, but yeah, never say never. But I don't see it. I mean, not especially not after the you know quotes you got from him out of his locker last week, talking about his desire and competitiveness and the idea that he knows when he's on the field he's still the best. So I think he's, you know, he'll do everything in his power to get back out there. I would be shocked if he if he retired. Abdul, what's up, man? Thanks for super chat. Hey, Aaron, how did Valentine do? Sounds like he'll be playing a lot today. I don't know if he's even going to be active. Let's let's wait and see. Uh, don't forget, he hurt his biceps in that Saints game. That's why he wasn't out there towards the end. Um, we shall see. I don't know, but the fact that they brought up two corners from the practice squad doesn't bode well. Abdul, again, what's up, man? Is it me or does it look like we we are in shotgun a lot? Was that a Corey Banky super chat? Um, that's just the offense, and that is also just the NFL now. Like it's frustrating. I wish they were under center more, but I've come to peace with it. I mean, yeah, they're in the shotgun a lot, but a lot of people are. That's kind of just life in the league at this point. Mario, thanks for the super chat, man. Two things should we expect? Two things should we expect Aaron to be limited today? I'm really excited. I'm really expected. I expect. I don't know what you're trying to say here, but Luke Musgrave to go off today since the Lions don't f- do fairly well against the tight ends. I saw that note. They have fared less than average against starting tight ends, um, and Musgrave could certainly be uh, a weapon in that regard. As far as Aaron Jones, I did see um, Pelissero's report that he will play tonight on a limited basis. I think he and Christian Watson will be on a bit of a pitch count, much like we saw from Romeo Dobbs in week one. But you also saw Romeo Dobbs catch a touchdown week one. So hopefully the same is true of Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. Matthew, thanks for the super chat, man. Even Nag, super excited but nervous. Go Pack Go. No need to be nervous, man. Will that help? Will nerves make them play better or change the result? No. What you need to do is get unnervous, Matthew, and grab yourself an ice-cold carry the G. And now a word from our sponsor. You may not play for your favorite team, but you act like it. Through every snap and every score, whether you're at work or in the grocery store, you're carrying them with you. No, not with a jersey, but with a mindset so that you're always ready. Ready so that not just on game day, but on any day, you can crack open that ice cold beer. A beer made by fans for fans. Cheesehead TV and Gathering Place Brewing bring you Carry the G. A delicious and easy drinking cream ale, not just for tailgating, but for everyday life. Now available throughout Wisconsin, so that wherever you go, you can carry the G. I love that freaking ad. And you know, I, now I feel dirty because I'm drinking a beer that's brewed in Brooklyn. i got to get to the studio quick and get myself some carry the G. Pardon me. It's still beer, though. It's actually a really good beer. It's an all great all dayer, you know. Like Care of the G is a little more intense, <laughs> Not quite an all day beer. But I love it. I love it so much. Um, make sure we got everybody here. Oh, here we go. We got Bucky Boyd saying, "No gold package slander. We carry the G, baby, Bucky. We'll see you tonight, buddy." I'm not saying. I'm just saying. When the whole world notices, that's on you. Not you in particular, Bucky, but, like, the gold package. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, dude. You guys better be loud tonight. 
I want no excuses. Packers Total Access, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Nags, picking facts on Joe Barry. If you see it, you've got to say it, Greg Cosell. <laughs> I love that you threw in a Greg Cosell uh, reference. I love Greg. I used to have lunch with Greg every year at the Combine, and now he's so busy, he's so in demand that we never have time. We always say hello, but um, I love Greg. He's amazing. And, yeah, Joe Barry, man, look. I'm as frustrated as anybody when he's, like, playing his soft coverage and keep it all in front of you and blah, blah, blah. Anybody who watches Watch Party knows. It drives me insane. But kind of call a spade a spade. His D has come to play against Detroit and against Ben Johnson. So hopefully that continues tonight. Like I said, I think we should probably be ready. We should ready ourselves for a bunch of soft coverage because God knows they are undermanned in the secondary. So I would suspect he's going to try and keep them in front of him and then try to get them in third down situations where Rashawn and company can wreck shop and get them behind the sticks and or off the field. Now, I would suspect that would be the game plan. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day. I'll be back tonight on Watch Party with Corey. uh, Going live at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Lambo time. Hope to see you all there. In the meantime, please hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. See you tonight. Go Pack Go.